much do you know about Omicron, the Omicron uh, variant? Uh, um, we've been talking a lot about it, and uh, as you had uh, Dr. Mswini say, uh, well, you know, the 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 the, the um, uh, it's the 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 the, the variant uh, is not yet at peak point. That peak point is still looming. We're not there yet. But so let's try and understand Omicron. Because in our shortened health feature this morning, we're getting to understand this new uh, Omicron variant, which is said to be far more transmissible compared to the previous previous uh, variants that we've had. What is it exactly and, and what should we as the public know about it? Also, how different is it from what we know and how effective are the vaccines that uh, some of us have had against it? Professor uh, Tumbin Dungu is uh, Deputy Director at the African Health Research Institute and joins us on the line. Um, Professor uh, Tumbi, good morning. Eugene, uh, good morning to the listeners as well. So, I mean, you know, uh, Omicron, uh, the word since Sunday uh, that has been the buzzword all over the world, uh, it's said to be more transmissible uh, than uh, the previous three, the previous three variants that we have. What should we make sure we know about Omicron? Oh, thanks again, uh, KG. So we know actually very uh, little about uh, this virus. Uh, we know that obviously it's a different variant from the ones that have been circulating in South Africa and uh, in other countries as well, globally. And uh, we, just, we know that it has just been uh, recently identified. The variant has uh, various uh, mutations. In the particularly in the what we call the spike uh, protein, which is the protein that the virus uses to attach to cells and therefore to spread, and uh, those mutations appear to be you know concerning in terms of uh, their potential for what they might uh, be able to do in terms of making the virus either more transmissible or more virulent, meaning it can cause more severe disease or being able to evade immune responses. But it has mm. to be emphasized it needs to be emphasized that all of that is based on just looking at the sequences of the virus, the genetic data, and we haven't done the necessary studies to actually confirm any of that uh, pos- any of those possibilities. So we need to be very cautious that we don't mislead the public or or become uh, hysterical about uh, this new variant. We just need to be aware that it is a variant of concern and we need to watch it very closely and study it. Yeah. How how did we end up knowing, uh, uh, and I suppose I asked this question as a layman, how did we end up knowing if we know so little about it that it's highly transmissible? Because that's the one thing you constantly hear about it when they talk about it. They say this new variant is highly transmissible. How did we end up knowing that, and why is it important for us to know that? Well, I think the reason that... Uh people are speculating that it is highly transmissible is because if you look at the profile uh, of the new cases that are being reported, particularly data that is coming from uh, testing sites, you are beginning mm. to see 
that uh, most of the testing is revealing that it is this virus that is dominating. It's beginning to dominate um, mm. in the testing. And it is easy. This, this virus, this, this particular variant is easy to identify because in the diagnostic test, the PCR test that we normally use for detecting COVID-19, it has a particular pattern that allows researchers to immediately identify that this variant, uh, to, to immediately identify this variant uh, when compared to the uh, other variants that have been uh, in existence. So the fact that it is mm. popping up in most of the tests as, as, the, as the one that is uh, dominating in most of the tests of new COVID cases, that suggests that this virus could be spreading faster uh, than others. Mm. But, but even that requires a little bit more uh, scrutiny in order for us to be sure, uh, uh, to be absolutely sure. So as I said, I think mm. we need to watch this very closely and not panic. Okay. Um, we invite your calls, by the way, uh, if you want to uh, join in uh, this conversation. Uh, we're trying to get to the bottom of Omicron with uh, Professor uh, Tumbin Dungu, who's Deputy Director at the African Health Research Institute, and uh, uh, we're trying to find out what we can about uh, Omicron. Uh, so call our studio line on 0117142006 to ask uh, the prof a question or WhatsApp us on 061-410-4107. It is now 11.41. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. Welcome back at uh, 11.44. We're in conversation with uh, Professor Tumbin Dungu, who is uh, Deputy Director at the African Health Research Institute, about any and all the things we may need to know about Omicron. And Colin in Cape Town, you have a question for the prof. Uh, good morning, KG. Good morning, prof. I, I just came back. I had my vaccine. <laughs> I just came back. It took me. It took me about ten minutes of driving. It was so easy and simple. And um, well done, Colin. Yeah. I actually, you know, I haven't even felt anything. I didn't even feel the um, the substance go into my arm. But anyway, what I wanted to ask. Um. This uh, virus, this new one now. Uh, I've Omicron. never heard on the radio who detected it. Was it the government scientists or was it a private sector, private hospitals or scientists? You know what I mean? So uh, we should know more or less. You know what I mean? If it's government, then I'll say, oh, they're on the ball. But I would like to know what scientists, were they uh, private sector or government uh, department? Thanks very much, KG. I'll listen on the radio. Okay. Do you want to respond, Prof, uh, to Colin's uh, comment there? Professor Tumbindungu, are you there? I'm right here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you can now. You hear me? Uh, uh, I'm, I can hear you. Uh, but Colin wanted to know uh, um, uh, who, who discovered uh, the latest variant uh, in terms of uh, uh, scientists in South Africa. And I think his specific question is, do those belong to the private sector or do they belong to the government? Okay, the, the virus was actually first sequenced and reported in Botswana. And uh, the scientists uh, from Botswana covered partnership reference laboratory 
uh, first uh, noticed that they had this unique virus based on uh, their sequencing, regular sequencing that they are doing. And they deposited the sequences, those sequences of the virus into a global universal database that scientists are using to where they put all the um, the virus, SARS-CoV-2 virus uh, data. At the same time, the South African uh, scientists had noticed that they were getting a lot of what we call, um, you know, an unusual pattern in the PCR test, the diagnostic test that we use uh, for PCR. So they, they, a, a lot of people came together and informed the NICD, National Institute for Communicable Diseases. And, of course, uh, we have, in South Africa, we have a, uh, a genomics uh, surveillance team that is involved in sequencing uh, these SARS-CoV-2 viruses. So uh, the, the information really just came together from different multiple sources, uh, from uh, you know people running uh, clinical laboratories that noticed that there was this unusual uh, PCR pattern. They asked the genomic surveillance uh, scientists to check and th- those those uh, individuals were also sequencing, and then there was also the data coming from Botswana, and that all, all that information combined to, to, to show that in fact there was something unusual, a new variant that had not been described uh, before. So, so yeah, it's not just one single person really who uh, came up with this. It was a multiple sources of information coming together, and the scientists put it together and uh, reported it. Professor Dungu, part of the biggest uh, challenge that South Africa is facing is vaccine hesitancy. And uh, you find that the people that are uh, hesitant to get vaccinated are asking the question particularly around uh, their their vaccine's effectiveness, especially against Omicron. Uh, You know, what do we know now? What do we know for those who are vaccinated? And is it even necessary uh, for, uh, for people to get vaccinated and will it protect them in one way or another against Omicron? I think that's the question everybody has asked in the last couple of days. Yeah, it's a very, very important question, KG, and we don't have all the information yet, but we have information based on uh, experience from other variants that we have uh, encountered in South Africa, the Alpha variant, the, uh, the Beta variant, and uh, the Delta variant that we have been uh, dealing with. And the bottom line has, is that the vaccines that we have have been effective against all these variants to one degree or, not, or another, even though in some cases uh, the variant, one variant may reduce the effectiveness of uh, the vaccine against that one particular variant. And we expect that it is almost certainly going to be the same case with the Omicron. That is, the vaccines will probably be effective against uh, the Omicron, even if they may have uh, reduced effectiveness against it. But the best way to protect yourself against this variant and other variants is actually to get vaccinated because what the vaccines do is that they prevent you from getting uh, serious illness and ending up with serious illness in hospital or from dying. So although we don't have the, the data yet, 
based on the historical data with the other variants, almost certainly the vaccines are going to work to, a, to some extent against this variant. And the best way to protect ourselves against this variant and against other variants is to get vaccinated so that we prevent ser- serious illness and death. Yeah. We have some calls. Uh, Peter and Soweto wants to ask the proper question. Peter, good morning. Good morning, Kajelan. I'm well, thank you. You want to ask the professor a question? Yes, I heard them saying that uh, they got their sample letter around the 9th of November or something like that. So I wanted to find out from the prof, that sample that they got, was it taken from someone who was vaccinated or someone who was not vaccinated? And whether uh, that person, the sample that they got, was it from someone that is coming from Botswana or was it that person, was it was the person roaming around South Africa? Thank you. Okay. Uh, the, the the sample uh, that uh, was detected in Botswana on the 9th, Prof, uh, uh, well, it was probably detected around the 9th, and as you told us how the information got here, was the person vexed or not vexed? And uh, was that person uh, from Botswana, or were they traveling from another part of the world? Uh, my understanding is that the individual, the first individual that was uh, detected with the virus from Botswana had, come, had actually traveled from South Africa. From, uh, and uh, the, my understanding is that that person was uh, partially vaccinated. They had received one dose, all the vaccine, but not the other. So they were partially uh, vaccinated. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, Colin in Durban, you also want to ask the prof a question. But, but, Morning, Colin. Morning, KG. How are you? I'm very well, Colin. How are you? I'm fine. I battled to get hold of you yesterday. You made a statement uh, when I was listening to you speaking, you know, on the COVID um, about in the SABC, if there's 50 people working there and 49 were vaccinated, and if one wasn't, right, it would mm. impoach on their um, choice of thing, right? Now, what about my if question they were put- was about rights. Do you want me to correct my question to you? My question was about rights because a lot of people yes, that sorry, are right, not vaccinated right. okay, talk right, about, right, yes, yes, about, about rights. rights. So my question was, yes. so does the right of the 50th person uh, impede the rights of the 49? The rights of the 49, yes. What about if there were 49 unvaccinated, right? And only mm-hmm. one person was vaccinated. They have a right to go to all these meetings and everything, and we know that they can still pass on the vaccination. Is that correct? Um, that's the question I want to ask the person. And and they also can still catch the the um, COVID. So whose rights would be impeached on? Do you, do you follow what I'm saying? Okay, let, let me... No, let me try and understand. So it's the reverse of the example I made. You're the saying reverse, if, yes, in a working en- in, if in a working environment uh, that has 50 people, uh, 49 yes. people choose not to get vaccinated yes. and the 50th person is vaccinated, then what happens, Colin? Um, now, that person can freely move around all over the country, go to big meetings and so forth because they vaccinated, The 50th right? person. This is the 50th person. person. Yeah. Right. So he can move around to all these places because he's had an injection, which we all know does not work. 
you see, because you can still catch the COVID and you can still spread the COVID. So he endangers the 49 that are not uh, vaccinated, you see. But when you say the vaccine does not work, uh, Colin, from what you have spoken on TV and that, it does not stop you catching COVID, the, the vaccine. It only, you only assume that it lessens your chances of dying. You still have to okay. social distance. You still have to wear a mask, right? You can yes, still sanitize spread. the whole thing. Yes, and you can still catch COVID and you can still pass yes. it on. Yes. You see, so... Yes, who, of course. Who, you see, so why, that tells us that, that the vaccine does not have a COC, a certificate of real clearance. You see, you're using us like guinea pigs and forcing us to take a vaccine, which we might even lose our jobs if we, if we do not want to have the vaccine. I hope the prof understood you because uh, not entirely, but uh, I hope the prof understood you. How do you pass on a vaccination? Uh, Uh, Not a vaccination, not the COVID, because you can still catch COVID. You see, and you can still pass it on. That's why you still have to social distance. But we know this, Colin, don't we? We've always known this. That's what I'm trying to say. Having the vaccine, why force us to take the vaccine? Why? Okay. The reason you want to take the vaccine, Colin, is because it prevents you from uh, severe illness. And there is, a lo- there is also evidence that actually the replication of the virus in somebody who is vaccinated is lower than in somebody who is not vaccinated. So although you can catch COVID, it's a much milder uh, form of COVID and you don't end up in hospital. You don't end up uh, uh, dead because of uh, COVID. Um, in other words, the chances of, of, of severe illness are far, far less for somebody who has been uh, vaccinated. And the, the chance that you will die from COVID if you are vaccinated are far, far less. And not only that, but also the reputation of the virus inside the, the person who is vaccinated is much lower. And so the chance of actually spreading that uh, uh, virus to somebody else is also, it's also lower for somebody who is vaccinated. Now, it doesn't mean that it is 0%. It doesn't mean that you cannot catch the virus or that you won't spread it. But your chance of doing that are much lower. And so if you look at it from a public health perspective, we are all far better off as a community if you are, if you are vaccinated than if you are not vaccinated. Sometimes I, f- I feel like there are none so blind uh, than like the ones who, who don't uh, want to see. Um, as we round off uh, our conversation, uh, Professor Tumbindungu, if somebody is listening to us uh, for the very first time and, you know, they are sold on what it is that they believe about, uh, you know, their valid constitutionally enshrined rights not to uh, vaccinate in light of om- o- Omicron and, and uh, the Omicron variant that uh, who, that that is... Um, on our shores currently, why would you encourage them to go and vaccinate? 
Well, I would encourage people to, to go and uh, vaccinate because it it it's uh, as I said, it's good for our health overall. Um, we won't end up with our hospitals uh, full of people uh, with COVID. Even if people get it, it will be a mild form of COVID. Uh, our friends and family won't die because of if they are vaccinated and if we vaccinate. And our economy will begin to pick up. We want to reduce this uh, virus from circulating and we want to eliminate it. And we want our economy, we want our, our lives to go back to normal. So my encouragement, and I would like to emphasize, KG, that these vaccines have been shown to be safe. So there is no uh, risk that you're being put at any kind of uh, untoward risk because of taking this vaccine. So why not take something that will save your life, will save the life of others, and will be much better for the community in general and for our economy? Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much, Prof. Uh, Prof. Tumbindungu, uh, Deputy Director at the African Health Research Institute. I came here uh, to the CSIR with uh, the executive producer at SAFM, Andy Lemwale. Lebu Musoyogwen Zagilen Tlati were the producers in uh, the studio. I'm with KG here, uh, my technical producer. and Vusani, I think, uh, Marole is the technical producer in the studio. Update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo now.